Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I host this podcast and another one called Inspired Whispers. If you'd like more information about these podcasts or how to book me for your podcast, or maybe your speaking event coming up, a retreat, a conference, please, please go to womaninspired.com for all the details. You can also connect with me on social media via the links at the bottom of my homepage on womaninspired.com. All right. And after this episode, while you're out on the good old World Wide Web, hop on over to accessmore.com where you can find all kinds of other interesting, informative, educational, and I think entertaining podcasts. So have you never heard of them? Are you sure? Well, now you have. Access More is the place to find pretty much any kind of podcast you want. Modern day thought leaders, faith leaders, theologians, worship artists, pastors, teachers, preachers, and everyday people like me who have something to share. Accessmore.com is, it's really a safe place to go out there and peruse a variety of podcasts and not have to worry about the content being out there that you don't want to tune into. So do yourself a favor and check it out at your next available opportunity accessmore.com. All right. So this episode of the Woman Inspired podcast is called Armor for the Detours. Pod quotes, pod quotes. I always start out an episode with some pod quotes and today I have three of them. So bear with me. Hopefully you'll enjoy. My first one is from Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Do you believe that? I believe that. It's taken me a long time to believe that. And there are days I doubt, but let me tell you what, it is true. All right. Here's a quote by Thomas Watson. If God be our God, he'll give us peace in trouble. When there is a storm without, he will make peace within. The world can create trouble in peace, but God can create peace in trouble. I love that, which is why I shared it. All right, here's one by John Piper. The strength of patience hangs on our capacity to believe that God is up to something good in all our delays and detours. Yeah, I do believe that God is usually, okay, always up to something good. Sometimes we don't see it. All right, I have a question for you. Have you ever put on the wrong pair of shoes for an event? Like you thought it was going to be cold out, so you got out the fuzzy socks and heavy boots so your feet wouldn't get cold. But then it went up to 70 degrees and your feet were sweating. <laughs> or maybe you put on sandals, not paying attention to the forecast. Like I did one time when we were traveling and it poured buckets and buckets of rain all day long. My feet were soaking wet. I mean, let me tell you, walking in sloshy sandals is not fun. Puddles were everywhere. I mean, muddy puddles. And then my feet were sliding around in my sandals. You know, it was horrible. Yuck. I think just thinking about it. Yuck. <laughs> It's not a good feeling at all. I didn't do my due diligence and check out the weather like I should. Um, I put my feet and my body through havoc that day because I didn't pay attention. Honestly, it wasn't just an uncomfortable 
feeling in the moment or in the day, but for days afterwards, because my feet got soaking wet and cold. They were wrinkled and cold and dirty, and I had to clean them all up. You know, when you get little sand and mud in your toes, not on the beach, but out in muddy muddy water that you weren't expecting, not fun. And really it would have been fine had I been prepared to play in the puddles or dance in the puddles. If that was my intent, I would have taken the sandals off and splashed around like a kid. I would have brought a towel. Now that would have been fun. But that was not the direction I was headed when I set out that day. Dodging lightning and hail and deep puddles with mud and rocks in them while wearing sandals that were sliding around under my feet, it made my feet ache. Again, I didn't protect my feet when I set out for the day. It also made me grumpy. All right. I was not the kindest person that day. I was not my normal, calm, chill, smiley self, which th that's normally how I am. Instead, I was aggravated. I, I felt put out by the rain, even though I love rain. I mean, I absolutely love rain. And I felt like I was caught unaware, like God had somehow literally rained on my parade. Why hadn't he parted the dark clouds and allowed the sunshine to come through so I would have a peaceful day? Instead, he handed me hail, rain, and sloshy shoes that made my feet hurt. Because of that, on that day, on a day when I, I ran into many people I didn't know, I did not exude any peace whatsoever. I did not represent or resemble Christ like I should. I'm not proud of it, but it's the truth. I let the world around me and my aching, wet, nasty feet and the, the hail uh, and the beyond normal storm weighed me down to the point that I was a mess inside and out that day, literally head to toe. I couldn't even hide it. I'm not good at hiding my feelings anyhow. But um, in that moment that took me off guard, that poured rain on my parade, I forgot that in the big things and small things along this path that Jesus said to us, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's from John 14, 27. I forgot that. I know that. I know that scripture. I was so afraid of missing out on what I was hoping to enjoy that day that I let my heart really become troubled worried about how everyone else was enjoying themselves and felt bad because of the storms ruining our outing as if I had control over the storm. But that's how I felt in the moment. I can't tell you how many missed opportunities I likely had because I didn't look up and see the, just the, the faces and the people around me. I didn't pay attention to my surroundings. Uh, that not the atmosphere or the weather or the people around me. I was only focused on myself and how the day wasn't going as I expected it would and how I stupidly didn't protect my feet. I didn't feel peace, so I didn't bring peace to other people in that moment either. Thankfully, after the day was done, I quickly realized that I was the problem, <laughs> not the rain, not God, not his plans, not my sandals, not even the people who drove by really quickly and hit the puddles on the road and splashed us with, I mean, a, a sea of muddy water. But hey, my outfit at least matched my shoes after that, right? Because I was muddy from head to toe. <laughs> you know, Paul wrote in Ephesians, telling us to put on the full armor of God. And in particular, in verse 16, about the shoes of the gospel of peace. 
It's part of the full armor of God. A soldier's shoes, they, they form the foundation of his armament. Back in those days, the foot soldiers relied on walking as their primary means of transportation. They didn't have cars like we do now. They didn't have bicycles. So the ability to move easily and comfortably was a necessity. They didn't need to worry about what they stepped on or whether or not their feet would be able to take them where they needed to go. Uh, They didn't need to add that to everything else. They needed to be able to step out in battle without thinking about where they placed their feet and whether or not it would hurt them or cause them to be a liability to their fellow soldiers. They needed to be able to slosh around in muddy puddles or on rocky roads and through woods where, where branches were on the ground without worrying if their feet could make it or not. They needed solid footing and foundation in order to concentrate on the battle at hand. And like the soldiers who need to stay armored up, as children of God, we're supposed to stay on duty, armored up and ready at all times. And with Christ, we have that ability, but sometimes we let our responsibilities and our worldview take uh, precedence, right? We think, oh, it's all on us instead of relying on the Lord. Um, And then we see things through what we want, how we want it, like I did. I wasn't getting my own way. I didn't have solid footing. Um, You know, we let sometimes, not always, okay, sometimes what God wants us to do, how God wants us to be, take a backseat to our own comfort level or to our own desire to get our own way and to do our own thing, even when we know God wants us to do something else or be a different way. Or we let our attitude get in the way of using our armor, like I did in that storm. I didn't put on the right footwear for the day to protect my physical feet, and I didn't put on the right spiritual armor that day either. I did not put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. I kept my eyes on the world around me and missed opportunities in the midst of the storm to help other people. I mean, there were other people out there going through stuff too. It was not a fun day. I have no idea how many other people were miserable or uncomfortable and maybe needed more help than I did because I was just miserable. I didn't need any help at that time. Um, you know, there were people who couldn't get across the street with the muddy puddles in the way. And I wasn't kind to them because I was so into myself and my own muddy water. That's, that's the truth. So I had, if I had, if I had put on my armor that day, what would that have looked like? What would the shoes of the gospel of peace have done for me or other people in the middle of that storm? You know, scripture tells us that we as believers should be on duty at all times. You never know when an opportunity will arise for you to share the gospel with someone else, right? It could be in the middle of a storm, in a store, or walking down the street, pretty much anywhere. The idea of being ready and willing to walk where God calls you at a moment's notice and to share the gospel often comes when we least expect it or how we least expect it. Look, we we can't always be prepared physically for every single storm that comes our way, but we can be spiritually ready. We have the ability to grab hold of things like the shoes of the gospel of peace and the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, and the breastplate of righteousness. 
which are all parts of the armor of God. And there are no small spiritual weapons. These are all big weapons for us. They're meant for us to use them to help fight evil, to to fight the idea of worldliness and to get, you know, keep us from getting caught in a trap of seeing things through the eyes of selfishness in this world. And they protect us as well. You know, when we belong to the Lord, we're soldiers in his army, plain and simple, day in, day out. That's part of this journey for every one of us in the big things and the little things. We have the opportunity and the responsibility to put on those gospel shoes to outright tell other people about Jesus and about his gospel, but also to show them. So how we walk how we are armored up and how we respond to life events and to detours on our path or bumps in the road and construction along the way and storms in the midst of it makes a difference. It shows people Christ through us. So when is the last time you were aware of an opportunity to share Jesus with someone else? When is the last time you prayed for an unsaved person to come to know the gospel? Or when was the last time you personally told someone else about the gospel? Or even walked by them and wished them a blessed day? Or said a blessing over them? Or been an example to them in the midst of a storm and, and showed them kindness that, that should show them who you are in the kingdom of God as his child? Or are you too stuck in the muddy puddles of your own path to pay attention to who is around you who might need to be shown the love of Christ? Not just through your words, but also through your walk, your talk, and your actions. You know, some days we just end up walking where we didn't know we were going to walk or traveling where we didn't know we were going to travel. And while most of the time I have a positive attitude and hopeful outlook for whatever path it is God has on me, has, has me on, <laughs> whatever path God takes me down, um, including that, you know, a muddy puddle or feet sloshing, um, sometimes my brain goes someplace else and I turn inward. So while, while most of the time I have that positive attitude, um, that muddy day that I had in the muddy puddle, the feet sloshing day, it can, it can creep up on me. You know, it tends to come to mind sometimes and I have to groan inwardly at the thought of having to uh, face another storm or uh, take a detour or endure something that I wasn't counting on enduring. It's not that I don't like surprises. I like pleasant surprises. It's the, like you, I'm sure, it's the not so happy surprises that I dread that I don't look forward to. But God tells us not to dread. Even though sometimes I know all of us, we dread a detour or a storm, but I do so because my actions in the past were not exemplary. And I think, uh oh, God's testing me again. Here's another detour. Here's another storm. You know, he wants to see maybe if I can handle another detour. Does he want to see how I handle myself in the big and small things in life? Maybe so, but I have learned some lessons. I hope I have, you know, I have to ask myself, will I keep my feet shod with the shoes of the gospel of peace and let him shine through me 
on a detour or in a storm? Or will I get grumpy and feel put out and become self-centered when a storm pops up and a detour happens? Recently, while on vacation with some girlfriends, we ended up on a major detour. Major, major detour. <laughs> Traveling where we had no intention to originally travel or any idea where it was we were going in the middle of it. Truthfully, truthfully, it's hard to believe in, in this day and age of GPS, but we were in an extreme rural mountain area and we were in the Rockies checking out Breckenridge, Colorado, which is phenomenal, by the way. Um, the mountains were gorgeous and they were still filled with snow, even though it was the beginning of June. They were having some very low temperatures in Colorado with loads of rain and freezing weather in the mountains. Typically, it's a bit warmer than that in June every year. So we had a treat for sure. It was gorgeous. But as we headed back from Breckenridge, we pulled up the GPS and saw that there was an accident somewhere on the interstate with what it said was a 37 minute delay. So we bounced around the idea of finding a way around the wreck so we didn't have to sit on the interstate. I mean, after all, we're women of a certain age <clears throat> we have to pee about every hour on the hour. So sitting on I-70 for a while didn't sound appealing, especially when we got right near the ramp for the interstate. And there was one of those big signs that light up telling you traffic and weather conditions. And on it were the words, 90 minute delays on I-70 due to accident. So <laughs> we felt compelled and we opted to figure out another way to get around that accident so we didn't have to be stuck sitting in the car on the road for long periods of time. Now, we had a good old-fashioned GPS, but what we really needed was a really old-fashioned Rand McNally in the car. <laughs> and we would have been fine, but no, we didn't prepare for that possible detour in that way. So we had to rely on GPS. Part of me inside groaned. Oh no, oh no, it, it, it was getting ready to rain and I was tired already. I didn't want to take longer to get back. What if the car had problems and there was no service station around? What if we got stranded somewhere and there was no bathroom and I am too old to pee behind a tree? I mean, <laughs> that's where my brain went at first. I mean, I acted all calm and cool for a good five minutes though. I set down all my armor and I let my brain live in the what ifs. <clears throat> yeah, I did that. But once I prayed, I calmed down and I remembered the muddy puddle attitude I had that one day. The day I forgot that I, I had to wear armor. So I picked my armor back up and I was fine. And where we ended up traveling was amazing. It started out on a straight road flat land pretty much all around us with big hills in the distance and even further away were the snowy mountains. However, as we chugged along, there were no little towns in sight. No towns listed on the map on the GPS either, by the way. We had faith though that we were going somewhere, hoping to come out on the other side of this long and winding road ahead of the wreck on the interstate. So we just kept moving forward in faith that we were going somewhere and it would all turn out fine. At least we weren't stuck sitting on the interstate in a car for two hours. But we also headed out in the car, except for the lack of a Rand McNally, 
prepared. We had a tank of fuel and a hybrid car to boot. Um, and we each had water and we're women. So of course we had snacks with us. And as we traveled along, we did pass some cars here and there, which was encouraging. And we started to see some farms, a few cabins high in the hills and some signs for campsites. After a good 40 minutes, maybe longer than that, we finally found a sign for a town and we were able to stop at the one and only convenience store and gas station <laughs> for a pit stop. It was packed too. I mean, packed and sometime between foothills and store parking lot, I slapped my gospel shoes on, which I'm so thankful that I did. And when I entered the store, I saw rude, grumpy people everywhere. People who were so into their own day that they didn't care who or what was around them, or they didn't care who they bumped into, who they cut in front of, who they were rude to. It was, it was not unexpected though. I have to say, I had a feeling before we got in the store, um, that this was going to happen, which was all the more reason to exude Jesus and share peace. I went in peacefully and not perturbed. I went in grateful, showing kindness and thankfulness. And I felt it from the inside out. It wasn't fake. So I don't like fake, but it wasn't fake. So have you ever seen, though, how your attitude and spiritual placement can affect other people? You know, take notice sometime. You know, I got in line to get something and the line was long. The worker behind the counter was grumpy. It looked like it was just her and one other person working in the store, though. The bathroom was a disaster area. There was low toilet paper, no paper towels, messes on the floor, lack of employees around for sure. And I'm guessing the road construction and detours, plus the amazing weather, created a busier store than normal. So they weren't prepared for it, especially since it was out in the middle of a teeny tiny town in the foothills. And so this woman was saying nasty things to people. She was barking at her coworker and, and just, she just had a horrible look on her face. Um, I didn't dread making my purchase. I really didn't. I got to the counter after, um, well, there were probably seven people in front of me, but I got to the counter. She just grabbed my item, rang it up, slammed it on the counter and looked at me and told me the amount due. I just smiled at her and I said, thank you. She almost looked stunned that I had been nice to her. And then her whole demeanor changed. Her shoulders relaxed a little. Her eyebrows came down a touch. You know, she didn't smile, but I could see in her eyes she was relieved that she wasn't getting bad attitude and nasty words thrown at her yet again from some impatient, grumpy patron. So after I handed her my money... And she gave me my change. I said, I hope your day gets better and it's filled with blessings. And she just smiled and said, thank you. Now, small as that little interaction was, I know that I did not, that I know that I had, if I had not been wearing the shoes of the gospel of peace, it wouldn't have happened. If I hadn't have armored myself up, I would have gone in there and been just as grumpy as everybody else and given her attitude and her giving me attitude back. Maybe it didn't make her day. Maybe it didn't change her attitude. Maybe it didn't prompt her to seek Jesus if she doesn't already know him. But maybe, just maybe, it planted a seed for something beautiful to grow. As we headed back on the road in the direction the GPS told us that we needed to go to find the interstate again, 
we still had no idea what we were headed for. Of course, isn't that the way life is? We have no idea what we're headed for from one hour to the next anyway, uh, from one day to the next. We, we really don't. We could sadly hit tragedy or trauma in an instant. We could be faced with heartbreaking news or quick decisions to make, major storms or, or feeling pulled in two different directions. Uh, you know, while we try to na navigate which way God wants us to head, we could end up with surprising challenges along the way. And I guess one of the most difficult things to do after figuring out what way God says to go is to be obedient, gather up our strength and our gumption to head in that direction or, or take that detour and then having the patience and the peace to stay the course. And that's where the full armor of God can protect you. It can prepare you and help you to stay the course in the midst of detours, ruts, bumps, and muddy water. And that's what we had to do when we were driving around the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. Because like before, I started for a minute to drop my armor. What in the world? Where are we headed now? <laughs> Seriously, don't they believe in road signs around here? Uh, road, no road signs whatsoever. They were, they, why were these little places, little hamlets uh, here, but no signs for what town it is. Why were there no towns listed on the Google maps along this road that took to the interstate? I mean, I think we had one sign. We finally came upon some signs after a while. And, you know, I'm a person though, that likes to plan and plot and see where I'm headed. I don't need to plan every detail, but generally speaking, if I'm trying to get from point A to point B, then yes, I want to ran McNally the heck out of that path and all the options so I know where I'm headed and I and I know a contingency plan. That wasn't a possibility that day. We had a general idea of where we were headed, eventually to the interstate, but we had no idea what we were headed for in the process. And oh, talk about ruts in the road. Literally. Holy smokes, those roads were rough. Huge potholes everywhere. And as slow as we had to drive because we were increasing in elevation rapidly, I saw one pothole that had some things in it. Um, I'm guessing someone hit a bump and lost some of their luggage at one point that was strapped to their vehicle or something. Um, or maybe something fell out of a camper. But I swear it had some socks in the pothole, which made me think for a second, that's where all the missing socks from the dryer go. <laughs> to a pothole. <laughs> In the middle of the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> okay, let's blame that thought on the lack of oxygen from high elevation. Anyhow, isn't this the way life is though? We can plan and plot and we can have high hopes, but if we don't fight off the fear and just have faith that it will, will work, that it will work out um, the way that God wants it to, we will end up sitting in our own muddy mess, ignorant of who or what is around us, or taking our bitterness out on other people instead of sharing the peace of God with them. Sometimes things don't work out the way we thought they would. Sometimes they don't work out well at all. We end up sloshing around in the mud of life and sometimes things become tragic on the detours. But other times, that little old detour turns into a major blessing, as was the case on this trip through the Rocky Mountains, because we didn't just end up driving around the foothills. The path we took ended up driving us straight through the top of the Rocky Mountains. 
an elevation at one point of 13,000 feet with loads of tight turns and switchbacks, edges and cliffs with some of the most beautiful and amazing sights I've ever seen in my life. The snow was everywhere and the peaks of the mountains we saw from a distance, they were getting closer and closer with every switchback. Our ears popped, our jaws dropped. We were wowed. We were literally wowed. What God created we couldn't turn away from. We drove so high, we literally drove through the clouds. It's a sight we never would have seen if we hadn't been obedient to take the detour in the first place. Proverbs 16, 9 says that the heart of man plans his own way, but the Lord establishes his steps. We planned what we were going to do that morning and what way we we're going to do, but God said, no, I'm putting you here instead. And the big things and the small things, the little walks or the long journeys, if we're obedient to step where God calls us to, we can be assured that he has a plan in it for each of us. I'm not sure if, if the plan was to simply bless us with an up-close view of his amazing creation or simply to keep us safe from whatever was going on on the interstate, but whatever it was, the detour blessed us. And on those detours in life, whether they're twisty, winding roads in the beautiful mountains or paths that lead us into storms and hail, if we armor up and we put on those gospel shoes that allow us to share the good news and the peace of God with others, we too will be blessed in more ways than we can imagine. I hope and pray this day that you seek to put on the full armor of God from the helmet all the way down to the shoes of the gospel of peace and you keep your heart your eyes and your spirit open to sharing the peace that comes from knowing the truth of the gospel, that you are loved, that you are his, that you are not an accident. And no matter where the detours in life take you, do what I didn't do. Don't sit in the muddy puddles, dance in them. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Mm-hmm.